0: Welcome to the Spiritual Gifts Demystified Podcast, making the supernatural a normal part of our Christian life. Now here is your host, Amanda Richard. Welcome again to our Spiritual Gifts Demystified Podcast, making the supernatural natural. I'm your host, Amanda Richard. So today we are going to be talking about why do spiritual gifts even matter I have been to a variety of churches over the years that ranged from not acknowledging spiritual gifts at all, to only believing some were still in action today, to Holy Spirit who, to also acknowledging them all but were disorderly. Very few have used them as I believe scripture has intended. Why is that? Well, I believe there are a plethora of reasons. One being, it's just a big task to help everyone find their spiritual gifting and Plug them in somewhere they fit. Two, it can be many church leaders don't make that a topic of teaching when they feel there are other topics that are better suited to teaching a congregation. And some may touch on it but not really delve into it teaching the differences between you know motivational gifts, gifts of the Spirit, and the five ministry gifts. I've heard still others teach on it but feel that labeling someone with say the gift of teaching or serving them in a box as we shouldn't shirk a place to serve if it's needed. There have been some, get this, that wouldn't teach on it or let others teach on it because they didn't understand it, and that's a true story. So why is there such a pervasive lack of knowledge in our churches today about spiritual gifts, what they are, and when and where they should even be used? Even what some may call You know, in people what may call in the charismatic circles, there is a lack of knowledge about the gifts and their use, leading many denominations to cut the use of them out completely. Many believers have been so hurt by their misuse that they turn away from anything supernatural at all. And, And that's how we get these negative Nancy blog posts and articles and sermons, demonizing and delegitimizing things of the spirit, or even worse, calling works of the spirit works of demons. You know, I've always found it interesting that some were more apt to believe demons were at work than the Holy Spirit, but, you know, whatevs, I guess. 1 Corinthians 12.1 tells us, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. Several versions say, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I don't want you to be ignorant. These are strong words, so let's not be ignorant or uninformed about spiritual gifts. You know, these gifts have been given to the church, and they were given for us to be good stewards of them and to actually use them. In Romans twelve one, Paul says, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercies, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices that are holy and pleasing to God, for this is the reasonable way for you to worship. So why do spiritual gifts even matter? So that ultimately... We can offer our bodies as living sacrifices to God, holy and pleasing as a reasonable form of worship. How do we do this? Well, let me read Romans 12, 2 through 3. Do not be conformed to this world, but continuously be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may be able to determine what God's will is, what is proper, pleasing, and perfect. In verse 3. For by the grace given to me, I ask every one of you... Not to think of yourself more highly than you should think, rather to think of yourself with sober judgment on the measure of faith that God has assigned each of you. Notice that it says not to think more highly than you should think, not that you should think nothing of yourself or think of yourself as nothing, but different subject, another train. We won't go there today. So we aren't to be conformed to the world, but are supposed to renew our minds so that we can determine what God's perfect will is. Paul was given a certain grace, and through it is reminding us not to think of ourselves higher than we ought to think, but soberly by the measure of faith God has assigned to us. Verses 4 through, um, I believe, some of 6 read, For we have many parts in one, one body, but these parts do not all have the same function. In the same way, even though we are many people, we are one body in the Messiah and the individual parts connected to each other, we have different gifts based on the grace that was given to us. Paul goes on to liken the gifts he is about to describe to a body, one body with many parts. Just like a body with many parts don't have the same functions, for example, our hands do not have the same functions as our feet, while we are all in the body of Christ, we don't all have the same function. See the similarity there? those functions come in the form of motivational gifts when we use our spiritual gift in the church we are causing the church to function the way jesus intended it to by each of us functioning in the in the capacity or gift given the church body is running the way it is supposed to when all of the gifts are recognized and functioning in the church only then can the church function in the way jesus intended So it's kind of a wonder that Satan has really attacked this area in the church. huh? When believers recognize and use their gifts, this makes them feel fulfilled in their work and ministry and in doing so builds up the church, which is kind of the whole point, right? Are you serving in your church but not feeling fulfilled spiritually? Do you stay busy helping with programs or other functions but left or left drained instead of it filling your uh, spiritual fuel tank, so to speak? If so, you likely aren't serving in the capacity of your gifting. And before I get leaders and pastors saying, whoa, 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 let's caveat with, I realize, especially if your church is just starting out or smaller, sometimes jobs just have to be done and roles have to be filled. And that's, you know what, that's okay. But we can't take for granted someone serving and filling a spot who isn't serving elsewhere in their gifting. There are two things that can happen here. One being those who are gifted in certain areas aren't stepping up or won't because the areas they are gifted in are filled. Or second, those stepping up and filling roles they aren't gifted in wind up being the go-to people. And ultimately, these people get burned out. These are the people you see, you know, at every function, you know, and they're the people that are there at the beginning. They're the people that are cleaning up at the end. And, you know, these people can get burned out because they're the ones that are called for everything because they will show up. It's important to be cognizant here and as leaders in the local body be watching for those areas. You know, make sure these people also are able to serve in their gifting, in the area of their gifting. And when we recognize our spiritual gifts, we can find out where in our local church body we will be best suited to serve and places that might be best left for other giftings. Also, because our motivational gifts are so ingrained into who we are, when we educate ourselves about them, i.e., you know, be part of the informed crowd Paul wants us to be, we will know better how to minister outside the church. And really, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, we want it to be so much a part of us that we just naturally flow in our motivational gift and gifts of the Spirit so that we don't even have to stop and think and say, oh, hey, I used my gift today. Oh, my goodness, I used the word of wisdom today. You know, it, we want it to be just a natural part of our everyday life. And as we mature in Christ, we will flow in these gifts as long as we open them up and decide to use them. And that's kind of the caveat of a gift, right? We can either keep it wrapped up in its pretty little package or put it away and or we can open it up and open that sucker up and, by golly, just use it. And so I vote for using it. There are many denominations and churches that don't recognize all the gifts as active today. And in doing this, they handicap their church and that, in turn, Handicaps the church as a whole. This is a big deal, y'all. I don't think people in churches realize how big of a deal this is. If we think about believers being one big cohesive body and Jesus being the head, when leaders don't recognize certain um, spiritual gifts, they are essentially cutting off parts of the body and rendering them not as effective and therefore rendering the church body as a whole not as effective. I think that is so sad. There are many, many believers out there who feel like they don't have a place because their gifts aren't recognized or developed. And they, you know, and they may not even realize that that's the issue. And it's not a fun place to be. And it's it's really kind of lonely. And some of you may be thinking, okay, well, what do we do now? And that's a good question. Firstly, I think we need to identify what motivational gifts are and how they are different from the gifts of the Spirit. I know that those are the fun ones everyone likes to talk about and, you know, and we absolutely will, but we need to differentiate first between the two and identify our motivational gifts because whether you realize it or not, they color everything we do. There are strengths and weaknesses we can succumb to, especially when we don't realize just how much that gift affects our lives and how we respond to the world around us. It's fascinating, isn't it? I think it's fascinating. So, you know, Christianity was not meant to be boring or drab. God loves us so much that he made us all so uniquely. And I love to see how everyone's temperaments and personalities make each of our giftings so colorful and beautiful. And so, you know, let's learn how to steward them well. So I want to thank you again for joining us on Spiritual Gifts Demystified next time. I will share about my experience with feeling out of place in the local church and what exactly are motivational gifts. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to get more content like this, uh, just check out our group on Facebook, Spiritual Gifts Demystified.